Well, if you guys are homeschooling your kids and you're even thinking about sending your kid to university, I have a treat in store for you today. Leah LeMaster Horton is on the show with me. She has homeschooled for 18 years in Orlando, Florida, and has helped her three own children earn full tuition scholarships. She's been a test prep professional for eight years, and she's a member of the National Test Prep Association. And guess what, you guys? You're going to love her because she loves helping students turn dream school into reality and help them get ready to earn scholarships. If you have a child who's being homeschooled and they're in high school, this is going to be an important conversation. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, well, welcome to the show. I'm going to jump right into it because believe it or not, Leah and I have been trying to record this now for over an hour. (laughs) And I want to jump in to make sure nothing else goes wrong. Leah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. All right, let's let's, uh, jump right into this because there are a lot of people that are thinking about sending their kids to universities. And I have spoken ad nauseum on my show about how careful moms and dads need to be when choosing universities for their kids, even Christian schools. So I always like to jump in and say, you know, if your child is college bound, do your homework because a Christian university is not necessarily a Christian university and uh, parents need to figure that out. But let's assume that they've done their homework and they are interested in sending their kids to a college. And we know that that child is definitely, you know, they, they have, they're going to go into some sort of a career path that requires college and they're nervous about it, right? They're nervous, but how do we figure out how to get scholarships? How are we going to afford this thing? Do we even need test scores? Talk to the parent who has a child who's, say, a, a freshman or a sophomore or a junior in high school right now. Uh, where do they start? Right. And that question is so important of the do they still need test scores? And a lot of Christian colleges have requirements to not only have a certain score to potentially be accepted, but more than that, it's about being able to to get an invitation to apply for those top financial aid packages. So I'm going to use um, a Christian college as an example. It's Covenant College. They are a real Christian college. Excellent. Um, it's the top of Lookout Mountain, Georgia. Do a little plug there because I just got my um, image from Covenant. But I know a lot of this school. And so even though they are test optional for admittance, they're really not test optional because if you're going to consider a private school, they're very expensive and you want to be able to go after those top financial aid packages as well as have the opportunity to apply for the top scholarships. And they have um, an event like a lot of other private schools called a scholarship weekend and you um, where you can compete for the 12 full tuition scholarships that they give away every year. However, I'll just use SAT as an example. You do have to have an SAT score of a 1320 or higher just to be invited to scholarship weekend. So in essence, if you are going to go to a private Christian college, I do recommend getting those scores so that you can then be able to go after the top merit-based scholarships on campus, which is affecting your financial aid package, as well as getting into their honors program. And there's a lot of full tuition scholarships out there that people don't know about. And so the the same is true with um, like Gordon College up in Boston, where my son's at. So a lot of private schools do have these honors programs. 
Um, so that's just a piece of the puzzle. And, and again, the test scores, when it comes to earning merit-based scholarships, and I'm all about the scholarships, it really comes down to the scores are needed. They're just a piece of the puzzle, but they are a rather large piece when it comes to winning those or earning those merit-based scholarships. And I love helping the students get the score they need and then cash those scores in for um, going after those scholarships. So there's a lot of debate, it seems to me right now, inside of the the homeschool community, even the college prep community, about the the nature and the importance of test scores and whether or not they're still even needed. We know that the Supreme Court recently struck down affirmative action, which to me now is going to shift the focus back to merit-based scholarships, which frankly is where it should be, I think, uh, all you know, from sunup to sundown. So answer the question, you know, are these scores still needed? And if so, when do you recommend that parents start helping their kids get ready to take these tests? They are still needed because uh, the um, it, the documentation has come out to say that students are actually going to be accepted to their school of choice about 200 to 250% higher when scores are turned in. So that's some information that came out from the National Test Prep Association. And really all that means is that I'm a legit test prep professional because I'm not self-trained and I'm around other colleagues. We're at our conferences, college board attends, ACT attends. Um, the classic learning test is going to attend next summer. And so to keep us up to date on the, on the changes going on with the exams. But as far as when to start, um, uh, getting ready for these exams, I actually recommend either spring semester of 10th grade or the summer between 10th and 11th grade, because the question really isn't necessarily when to begin the test prep journey. It's really when should you reach your highest score ever, and that should be October of their junior year. And the reason October of uh, 11th grade is ideal is so that if they've prepped and they're ready, they could potentially score high on the PSAT test, which puts them in potential running for a National Merit Scholarship. And there's three levels of that, National Merit Finalist, National Merit Semifinalist, National Merit Commended. Just give scholarships above and beyond the scholarship you would receive from National Merit for you if you would um, achieve one of those three levels. But for me personally, I think it's so much better for the student. I'm all about what's going to encourage the student, what's going to help them get money. Right, so right. I do, I do believe that it's good for the student to prep and reach their highest score, ideally, by that fall of junior year so that they can start going after scholarships. I'm, uh, I'll just mention too, I know a lot about scholarships, but uh, the President Coolidge is my all-time favorite. I think it's the best in America. The reason it is so good is because it's a full tuition scholarship for all four years. And wow. it includes room and board, which I never see because that's a hard cost, right? Dorm and food. And then three, to any college the student chooses. What's they the name of one? They can choose Princeton. It was 85000 per year, but it's completely covered. It's called the President Coolidge Scholarship. It is competitive. There are only two to three winners per year, but they also have something called the Coolidge Senators, and there's 100 winners of that, and there's all kinds of other accolades that they win and a trip to D.C. and all that. Wow. But really, to be completely honest, it's that process of applying that is so valuable. So if students are 
prepped and ready. They get their highest score ever. Then they're just done. That stress and anxiety can be over. They can say, I've reached my score goals and then move on. And even if they didn't reach their highest score ever by fall of junior year, they still have spring of junior year to keep if they need to. But when they're heading into senior year, I do not recommend still going after those test scores. I think it just puts way too much pressure on the student. I feel at that point in time, they really should be praying about um, what college they want to go to and what do they want to study. And something that is just really, really important um, for me is helping students realize that um, as Christians, that uh, we are image bearers of the one true God, and they need to know that the truth of the growth mindset, and that really is just that they can learn anything. Mm. Fill in the blank, anything hard. Yeah. And that helps, that gives them the freedom of knowing that whatever the career choice is, they may not know how to do brain surgery right now. That's hard, right? That sounds hard. It's because they don't have the skills now. But a lot of students I have seen um, have fallen into the fixed mindset. Oh, I could never do that. I could never be that. Or, yeah. And it, it, that's a lie, right? Um, that comes from the deceiver. But as Christians, we know that um, God gives us that ability to learn and whatever is their heart, they may need extra time. They may need better materials for a better curriculum. They may need a better teacher that's going to be encouraging. They may need a tutor. Um, they may need study skills, right? They may need extra things to be able to learn whatever they think is hard, but it is possible and it's doable. And that's something I really, really love encouraging students to know the truth of the growth mindset. I love that. And it's encouraging too for parents to say, hey, if you've got a child who's interested in attending university or they've got a dream that seems maybe outside of their skill set at the moment, but that's a dream God put on their heart, that he's going to help them achieve that goal. And it's all right and a good thing for parents to push your child, say, hey, you actually can do this. Let's talk about the nitty gritty for a second. The materials. So there's a lot of people, you know, they listen to this and their heads are just exploding like, okay, I've I've had my head in homeschooling my kids. I finally got that figured out. And now you're telling me I got to ramp it up and help my child get ready to take these really big tests, the PSAT, the ACT. What materials are used to prep for these tests? I recommend using real ACT materials or real college board materials because college board is the organization that writes the SAT exam. And so I'm not a fan of copycat curriculum. And what I mean by that is the plethora of material that you could buy at Barnes & Noble, Princeton Review, Kaplan Barron's, all those other companies, or even any of the materials that you can buy at like a homeschool conference. Um, I feel like there, a message kind of went around the homeschool world. Oh, these are logic tests. You can just look at the question and answer right, it. Right. And that's just not true. This is what I do day in and day out. I'm doing ACT science and SAT math, right? These are skills. These are systems of equations, fractional exponents, it's isolation of a variable, right? These are math skills, and you're not going to be able to just look at the problem and figure out the answer. Now, you, there's a few thrown in there that they want you to be able to just know the math. But for the most part, over 95% of these questions are skills. So if it's the English section, it's testing um, concise writing skills, 
right? And English grammar. And so I just feel like when it comes to prepping for these exams, um, number one, they need to know the time. The normal test prep uh, window is about five months. So that's 20 weeks. That tends to be the norm. So for example, if a student is prepping for the SAT exam, I recommend going through all 10 practice tests. By now, you guys know my grave concern for the future of our country that is basically at risk because our public high schools and our universities are pushing communism and socialism as if they were beneficial to the nation. If you want to teach your students how to defend the history of this country, we've got a great opportunity for you. You can learn from a teacher who has founded a college that rivals the Ivy League's an activist who has fought to protect religious freedom, and a lawyer who's argued before the Supreme Court and won. Michael Ferris brings his knowledge and expertise working within the American political and legal systems right into your home in a brand new 30-week course designed for high school students. The lectures are packed with personal stories and thoughtful questions from the seasoned expert, and your students will form a thoughtful stance on the American ideals this country was founded upon and leave with the tools to defend that stance. Pre-enroll by August 15th with the promo code HEIDI to participate in live Q&As with Mike Ferris. Remember, there are co-op and single household options available. This is fully online and it's self-paced. Content for the fall semester releases August 3rd, and Unit 1 is available for free when you create an account at Lumen.com. That's L-U-M-I-N-N.com. And don't forget, use the coupon code HEIDI15, that's H-E-I-D-I-1-5, by August 15th to save 15%. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And that is takes 20 weeks to go through all 10 practice tests. So practice tests one through four written by College Board were designed to be practice tests to cover the skills that they want students to know. And then practice test five through 10, those six exams are past recent SAT exams that were administered to high school students that College Board turned into a practice test. Now, these are free online. You can just Google it, SAT Practice Test 5, right? And it comes up in a PDF format. And I coach students through each and every question and explain what skill is being tested on this question and why is this the correct answer and what's the must-know formula that they need to know to be able to answer that question. So how much time are we looking at if for a student to begin to get ready for an exam like this? How much time should they be prepping each week? Of course, the prep time each week, if they're going to be just attending one coaching session per week, which is what most students do, then the prep time is about an hour, hour and a half max uh, per, per day, not per day, sorry, per week, one, an hour to an hour and a half per week prep work before attending the class. And then, so let's just talk about math, for example, because that does tend to be the hardest uh, section for most students. 
um, whether they are private school, public school or homeschool, it does tend to be the math. And it really is because, and I have so many homeschool moms reach out and say, hey, my student's a straight A student in math class, and they're scoring below a national average <laughs> on these practice tests. What's the deal? Well, it took me a while to figure it out, but I'll be honest with you. I know the answer to that question now. And it's really because um, the, these college entrance exams are so diverse. They're testing so many different skills. So if a student is in math class, say they're in algebra two, and if they read the chapter, right, they did the homework, right, they understood the concepts, when it comes time for the test on chapter nine, they're more likely to do well on that because of the recent concepts. However, a college entrance exam, right, 40% of it is arithmetic. The remaining 60% algebra, algebra two, geometry, and a little bit of trig. So many students, it's just such a wide variety of skills. And I'm going to say something, Heidi, you're not going to believe me. Okay. Me. But most, most, most students are missing a little bit more of the arithmetic concepts when they first start the test prep journey. I know that that's like, really? Yeah, it is. They got a lot more algebra in high school, but it's things like, you know, volume, area, circumference, mode, median, mean. I'll use median as an example. A student might even understand the skill of median. If I gave them five numbers, they would know to reorganize them from least to greatest and choose the number in the middle, right? They might know that. But because College Board tests that skill with a box plot, and they haven't seen box plots since eighth grade, they forgot the detail that the vertical line is the median. So that's an example of how um, I see so many students missing what you would think would be the easier problems. And it really is just that they needed more review. And I know that, you know, 20 weeks of prep sounds like a lot. And I'll be honest with you, it is. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot of prep, but it works. So if you are going after those higher scores for a reason, if you live in the state of Florida and you're trying to earn bright future scholarship, right, which is, you know, full tuition scholarship for the Florida schools, these it's worth their time and effort to prep for these exams. And especially if you're going to be going after a competitive school or if you want to earn some of these top merit-based scholarships, which I did forget to mention my second scholarship that I love is Distinguished Young Women. They give away millions and millions of dollars every year. So that was my other favorite scholarship. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, I'm curious to know uh, when... You know, kids are looking for scholarships. They're obviously the two of the big ones that you just talked about. How do they go about finding? Because I know you help kids do this and their parents. And I'm gonna, I want to get to that before we wrap this up uh, today. But how do they find private scholarships? So, for example, I have a daughter right now who wants to be an interpreter. She wants to uh, she wants to be a full time interpreter for the deaf community, and she's been looking for private scholarships. Where do you? send parents and their students to begin to find which ones they want to even apply for? Well, I would go after some reputable search engines, um, bold.org or Scali or Mary, like those and pick two and go all in and complete your dashboard. Uh, that way you won't get overwhelmed with um, 
your, your inbox, or you could create a separate email address, which might be a better idea uh, yeah. to do that. They could follow me on Instagram. It's just my name at Leah Lemaster Horton because I'm starting to put out more and more um, scholarship information or access scholarships on Instagram as well. Those are two places um, that you could follow to, to be able to see incoming scholarships. Because truthfully, most students, again, only apply for scholarships their senior year of high school and then they're right. done. They, they right. apply for one or two. But what they should do is start going after scholarships their junior year of high school. You don't really want to start freshman year of high school because you haven't really done enough, right? To write about, talk about, but going after scholarships junior year of high school all the way through college and be applying for scholarships all the way through college, which most students don't. And I'm also a huge fan of the National Society of High School Scholars. That is an organization that um, I know a lot about. Um, and I will tell you that when I first looked into it, uh, somebody, uh, I, I'm a classical educator, taught Latin for 14 years, but I spent a lot of time on the well-trained mind forums and somebody said, oh, that's a scam. So I didn't join because I read it on the internet. <laughs> but, then, um, but then the president of Georgia Tech spoke at their conference in Atlanta, kind of legitimized it for me. And I went into full research on this organization. They are two entities. They're a nonprofit educational foundation with accountant oversight for scholarships. And then they are also a uh, for-profit business that doesn't bother me because I'm for-profit too. And so I'm totally fine. Um, fine with that. But I do also um, want to mention that if for a family that wants to self prep, um, I am a big believer um, in the uh, software program called Math Chops. Um, and that is an amazing program. And if somebody's going to be prepping, because I do require it for all the students to work with me. And I did just have two students earn a perfect score. So I was very excited wow, about that. That's amazing. Um, and I do believe, I mean, I think I'm a good teacher, I really do, but I do believe that this online math program was a huge part of it because I have my students answer 20 questions per day, just Monday through Friday, and it only takes 10 minutes per day. But if they want, and it's again, $20 per month for the service, but if they use my coupon code, which is all caps, Horton MC, then they can get 20% off the $20 per month. I love it. How do you spell Horton? H-O-R-T-O-N-M-C. All right. So I've got uh, one other question, you know, talking to the how, how, so a mom wrote into me several months ago and she said, she's just concerned you know, as a homeschool mom. And we hear this all the time, right? The narrative has been, well, if you homeschool your kids, you're going to have a hard time getting scholarships. Is that true or is that false? Completely false. Completely false. Um, I've seen multiple students. In fact, I wrote a letter of recommendation for one of my debaters from Legacy for Christ. He just won $2,500 through the NSHFS organization I was just mentioning. I am an affiliated educator with them. So if you want help getting your students nominated for this organization, I'm more than happy to do so. You just have to prove that they have the grades, right? Or the um, test scores to, to join it as an honor society. But it I, I believe 
that families need to know it's not a detriment to be a homeschool family. In fact, so I've seen so many homeschool um, girls go after the Distinguished Young Woman Scholarship and do really, really well. So again, I highly recommend that scholarship. They give away a ton of money. Um, and they actually are the largest national organization for scholarships for high school senior girls. So again, that's Distinguished Young Women. Used to be junior miss back in the day, but I assure you, it is not a pageant. It really is all about. <laughs> well, we all, know the, we all know the pageant world's having a bit of a hard time right now. So yeah, you but, can't define a woman anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, but Distinguished Young Women is a very reputable um, scholarship program and I highly recommend it. I love that. Uh, where can people find you? Because you're working with students and their parents. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, how would they do that? Certainly, they can go to my website. It's just HortonTestPrep.com. They can schedule a free consultation. I do test prep and how to earn scholarships consultations if they want to um, have a call. I would love that. Just HortonTestPrep.com. I love it. Leah, you are a wealth of information. And I know there are a lot of people right now who are encouraged by this. I would love to see uh, more homeschooling families focus on academic excellence. And I I believe and I, it, it honors God when we push our children to do the very best that they can to be the men and women, the young men and women that God has called them to be. And we know that not all of our kids are going to go to university. Not all of them. I mean, you know, I'm a huge fan over here of bringing back the trades. I think we've got, you know, we've sort of downplayed how important it is to uh, go into the trades, but those are important too. So I just think, man, we got to be asking the Lord, Father, what do you want for my student? Show me what that looks like. And then people can reach out to uh, men and women like yourself who can say, hey, if you've decided that your child is college bound, and they need that college degree to get to the career choice that they have made for themselves. This is an excellent way to do it. So Leah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Send me that information, some of that in a, uh, in a note. If you don't mind, maybe you can text it to me and I'll stick it in the show notes today because I know there are a lot of people that are driving in their cars right now going, shoot, I didn't write that down. <laughs> so send me that information and I'll put it up in the show notes today. Leah, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a joy to have you. My pleasure. For more information about my guest today, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast and scroll down to the show notes. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just hit on those show notes and all that information will be there for you. You guys, we've enjoyed having you here today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you right back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. <laughs>